Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, you're on the fine voice this morning. It's great to be with you. We're going to get right into it this morning. Is that all right? Sweet. Okay. So throughout February, we're going to be going through a series called Purposeful. And this is a series where we're going to be talking about what, uh, what is God's plan? If you've been around church for more than five minutes, someone probably will have said to you, God's got a plan for your life. There's a purpose for your life. And it kind of just stops there. We have no idea what it means other than God's got a plan and now it's down to us to find it. It's like some sort of weird spiritual treasure map. And I feel like we can do a bit better over the next month, uh, kind of delving a little bit deeper into what it actually means for God to have a purpose. What is God's plan? What does purpose mean? Am I supposed to find my one true purpose? Is that something that I make for myself? Or is that something that is placed upon me? Is that... Is that something that I'm supposed to find? Is there a purpose maybe for humanity, for the church, for us as individuals? Who knows? Maybe we can find out more over the next few weeks. But this series is designed to help each of us look below that surface level, below just the idea that God has a plan for us and actually finding out what that means. Because it's it's important to know that. It's important to know that there is more than just that statement, God has a plan for you. Because I think the idea of God having a purpose for us, I think we sometimes underestimate that. I definitely have underestimated that at times. Sometimes we water it down to be in small talk whenever we don't really know what to say to someone when they're struggling. Oh, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, but God's got a plan. It it happens, right? (laughs) And, And we've all heard someone say that to us, God's got a plan. And, and we often just boil it down or we, we water it down to just that simple idea. God's got a plan for you. And then we just kind of leave it there. And we actually often don't take hold of what God is actually saying to us and running with it. We just, we just have this airy-fairy idea of God's purpose. And then we don't know how to grasp it. We don't know where to start. And I'm hoping that we can take a bit of a, bit of a step towards finding that out today. So I'm going to start this series talking about creation's purpose. Now, I've got quite a tricky job because I've got to talk about what God's plan is for creation and not talk about what God's plan is for humanity and not talk about God's plan for um, the church and not talk about God's plan for us as individuals. I think that's all of them. Now, That's really difficult, right? Because often you'll hear a message in church and it'll always be about us. And and what does that mean for me? What is God's plan for creation? See, everything that we can see, everything that was made, nature, planets, stars, galaxies, mountains, oceans, people, animals, all across this incredible universe. What is the point in all of that? If you've got a Bible with you, I'd love for you to open up to Proverbs Chapter 19, verse 21. It's going to come up on the screen as well. Okay, here's what it says. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. 
Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. See, we're going to take a look into this verse. I'd love it if we could use this verse as an anchor point for everything that we talk about. Because who knows that when we talk about God's purpose, that's not, our, you know, that's not what we want. That's what God wants. Okay? So we need to, at the start of this series, make that our focus. That I can build my life up to whatever I want it to be, but nothing will compare to God's purpose. And that is the purpose that will stand. It's a bold thing to pray, though, as well. It's a really bold thing to pray. And as we go further into this, trying to figure out what God is saying to us, let's make that a declaration in our own lives. Many are the plans in the mind of Sam, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And that's something that I would love for us all to catch sight of this morning. Before we do anything, let's ask God to be the one who establishes his plans, rather than us establishing our own. Because God is so much bigger than us. He's so much greater than us. And I think that everything that we talk about today will help us see that. So let's make sure this morning that we leave space for God to have the last word. It's all well and good having that as an idea, but let's make sure that we build that obedience in us. To say, you know what, God, if your way is different than mine, I'm going for your way. What, What you want is better than what I want, and I'm going to go after that. Let's give God the space today to speak into our lives So that he has the last word. So that his word stands above our plans. So let's be willing to lean in. To participate in what God is saying to us this morning. And you might feel like God is highlighting some things in your life. Great. Great. Maybe, just maybe, God has got something greater than what we've built up. What we've got imagined for our own lives. So let's be open to God having the last word today. Before we go any further, I'd love it if you would join me as we pray before we start. God, I thank you that you're with us right now. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you're for us. I thank you that your purpose is incredible. And as we go through this series, and as we go through this message today, I pray that we would all be able to take a step closer to knowing you, to knowing what you have got planned, to knowing how amazing you are. God, we want to be changed for the better by you this morning. So we ask that you would meet with us today. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. You're really in fine voice today. I like it. So the first thing that I would love to talk about is this idea that actually we've, we spoke about in our last series called Three and One, talking about the Trinity. Um, and it was opened up by one of my friends called Rob. And Rob explained this idea that it's okay not to know everything. It's actually okay in the generation that we're in, knowing that we don't know everything. So one thing that I would love for us to do today is talk about embracing mystery. Because who knows that if you want to find anything out today, you can just pull your phone out and it's a Google search away. See, that's great. It's really, really cool. But I think that if we we only trust the things that we can find on our phone in a second, I think that stops us from having faith. I think it really does because if we live a life and all we, all we take hold of, all that we trust is just the stuff that we see that's written down, maybe it's in a database, maybe it's in, it's in a well-published journal, I think we miss out. Because knowing that we don't know everything allows us to be people of faith, putting God in his rightful place, which, believe it or not, is way above where we are. 
okay? God is so much greater than us, and it would be amazing if we could realize that it's okay to not know everything, even in the world that we're in today, when everyone seems to know everything about everything and everyone. Maybe we can be people who live a little bit differently and accept and embrace the fact that there's a bit of mystery in this world that we're in. There is mystery in the world that we're in, and that is okay. I'd like to capture some of that heart today, that, that we are people who are willing to embrace God, embrace the things that we don't fully grasp, trust in, uh, and having faith in a God who is so much greater than us. Because it's so easy to be consumed by the things that we can grasp in this world. It's so easy to, to go after the stuff that's, that's really easy to get hold of. We've got more information than ever before, and the world is moving so quickly. Sometimes, though, I do think that this gets in our way as we chase after God and his purposes. Because sometimes God speaks something, and we can't quite make it make, it make sense in our heads because it's too big. It, it's too scary. And, and there's no fact book, there's no textbook that can tell you how to do that because only faith allows us to do what God is asking us to do. So this morning, let's be people who are willing to embrace mystery. I do understand it though, because especially for people who don't know God, we are in a, a society, we're in a world that is essentially immersed in a reliance on anything but God, right? How, how many people have ordinary lives, do ordinary things, and you get to the end of your week, your month, your year, and you're not any different than you were the year before, but everything's okay. And it's okay it's okay to, I guess, be like that as a starting point, but if we realize maybe that might be us this morning, maybe we need to have a, a we, we might need to raise our faith a bit. Because we, when we raise our faith, embrace the mystery of the things that we don't understand, it allows God to really show us more of what he's got for us and for the people around us. It does make it awkward, though. A little bit awkward. Because you might be thinking, okay, Sam, you're trying to explain to me that there's something that we don't know and we probably never will. Yeah, I, I really am. And that's okay because it's okay to look at everything that God has made and not understand it. We don't even know where to start. Creation is massive, absolutely massive. And it's too big to comprehend. See, when I was trying to plan this and trying to explain how big creation really is, I, I genuinely did not know where to start. And then a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to Yorkshire Wildlife Park with, with my wife, Becca. It was a great time. And we went to see the giraffes, because Becca really loves giraffes. And I remember the giraffe came over to us, um, and we got some nice pictures of the giraffes and things like that. And, and I remember standing next to this giraffe thinking, this thing's massive, right? right? Like, I wish I had, like, a neck that long. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I, 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 you know, if I could be that tall, I'd, I'd live a great life, you know. Now, let's just say, I was, I was pretty much overwhelmed at the size of this thing. If that thing wanted to fight me, I'd be done in, in a few seconds, right? That thing is huge. Now, that's one giraffe, right? How, am, how about all of creation? The universe that we're in that we don't even know the full extent of, it's massive. So... I thought that I would try and, and explain how big the universe actually is and probably do it very, very badly. Is that all right? Yeah? Okay, cool. So let's say you wanted to get to the sun, right? And you get in your car and you drive. Imagine there's a path from Earth to the sun. And you drive at 100 miles an hour 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't stop, you don't take any breaks, you're, content, you're continuously moving at, at, a, at 100 miles an hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. To get to the sun, it would take us around 106 years, right? It's quite a long way away. And that's the nearest star that, that, that well, that's the nearest star to us. Now, that's quite a long way away. However, the second nearest star, let's say, you know, you want to do a star map, you want to go from one star to the other. The next star, it's not 93 million miles away, like, like our sun, and it wouldn't take you 106 years. I actually can't do the math because I'm not this clever. But I, don't, I know how far away it is. It's 25 trillion miles away. 25, and that's the, ne- that's the second nearest star in this amazing universe that God has made. That's a long way. Now, I'm, I'm looking around the room, and I'm seeing that I've not quite convinced everybody that the world is massive. Okay? So, imagine you have a single grain of sand on your finger, and you go outside, and you point it up to the sky. That little area in your vision that that grain of sand covers, imagine you get a massive telescope, and you zoom in on that tiny little grain of sand that covers your vision, and you keep zooming and zooming and zooming, you would uncover approximately 10,000 galaxies. 10,000 galaxies. And that's, it, that's one grain of sand in our vision. How amazing is the creation that God has made. How amazing is that? Okay. Some of you still aren't convinced, right? <sighs> Tough crowd, right? Okay, here's one that really blew my mind. I found this out when I was about 14 years old at a conference. And let's say the chances of there being a planet like Earth with the potential of life, not even like, you know, people might make in electric cars, like we're talking just the potential of life, it's as though I can get a dart and throw it and hit in a 50p coin at the other end of the universe. That's, that's approximately the odds. And, and it's unthinkable how perfect this creation is, how big it is. It covers everything. But isn't it strange that when we look up and we see all this magnificence, we, we, it's almost like we forget it because we can't comprehend it and we make it all about us. We're the ones that battle for significance. We often feel like we've cracked the formula uh, to being the most important thing in our world. And then all we need is a telescope or to even just look up and see that God is so much bigger than we could ever imagine. He's so much bigger. We can see so much of what God has made. And, and isn't it funny that when we look up and we see all that magnificence, it almost puts a massive shadow on our plans Thoughts, ambitions, self-entitlement. It puts, it puts God at the forefront, and we just feel really small. We can see so much of God's creation, and we might never be able to understand how big or significant it is, but that's the point. It's, that's the point, because if we could grasp everything, why would we need the God who made it all? God is so amazing that he made this world that when we feel like we've reached the top of what it means to be a person, he exceeds it. And not, not just by doing something a, li- a little bit bigger than us. He's made the universe that we're in, and it's so much greater than anything that we could ever imagine. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. 
We can't grasp creation. We, we can't own it. We can't go up to another place and put a flag in it and say, Royal Britannia. Like, we can't do that. It's not possible to grasp all of creation and claim it as our own. Instead of trying to figure it out, newsflash, we can't, it's too big, we should embrace the mystery in all of this. God has made all of this, and we don't get it. That's the point. But this does put me, again, in a tricky spot, because I'm supposed to bring something enlightening. You know, how can I figure out the purpose of creation if I don't understand it? It's a bit pointless, isn't it? It's the blind leading the blind. Now, I'm really glad that we've got the Bible, because even though creation is so much bigger than anything that we could ever imagine, the Bible does show us a few things that might help us out. Here's what Psalm 19 verse 1 says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. This is what Revelation 4 verse 11 says. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. Everyone say all things. All things. things. And they exist because you created what you pleased. Now, I've just picked two verses there. The Bible is full of of the magnificence of God. It really is. And maybe we don't really understand the, how big creation is and what it might fully mean for us, but we do know that it all points back to God. It's, it's for God's glory. It, it's almost like creation is like an orchestra, and, and everything alongside each other just fits perfectly so that we can see this masterpiece that, you know, that we can see when we look up in the night sky. All of creation... So perfectly designed, it all worships God together. See, God's creation is more than God essentially making a pretty picture that he puts on his fridge. Right? And it's more than that. It's more than just him just making something that he thinks, oh, that's nice. Anyway, um, it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. It all points to him. It reveals his glory. And it doesn't reveal my glory. It doesn't reveal my glory at all. It reveals God's glory. When I feel like I've reached the top, God goes way above. This is the one that I. This is something that I uh, really struggled with because it almost feels like a slap in the face of my ego. That that I can't even understand a world that God has made. But he's made it. And, and, and how can I not grasp this thing when it's so big and I should know everything and I don't? And all I know is it, it's for his glory. God, the one who made all of this, he meant it. This isn't a mistake. This isn't just, you know, like God actually throwing a, a dart and hitting a 50p coin at the other end of the universe. This is intentional. God made this for a purpose. So while we don't know what the extent of, of that purpose is, we do know that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And it's okay to not know it all. As long as we trust that God, the one who made it, meant it. It doesn't exist for nothing. It exists to bring glory to God. It exists to, to the whole of creation exists to be able to worship God in unison. as this beautiful canvas And when we feel like we deserve the glory, creation reminds us who it's actually about. So it's okay to not know it all. 
I want to encourage you to embrace the mystery of that creation that God has made. It points to God and it glorifies him. And we can't comprehend that. But we know that it's bigger than us. And instead of us trying to figure out all the facts and putting everything in a nice orderly line, all this really leads us to do is respond. We've, we've seen that God is so big. He, he's made this universe that is so incredibly vast and beautiful. So all we can do is respond to how good he is. I feel like I would do the wrong thing by just trying to, you know, do a lecture on, and this works because of this, and this works because of this, and, and this galaxy is here, and this galaxy is there. What, what's the point? When we've got a God who's made it, and we can just have the faith that he's got a purpose for it, it's bigger than us. See, the Genesis account of creation, the first book in the Bible, shows some things that God intended for our world to be like. And I'm going to read a few verses, but it does go on. Verse 11, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And then you go on a little bit further, let the water teem with living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth, across the vault of the sky. And it goes on, be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And it goes on and on and on. We have no idea how to fully grasp this, but it says right from the beginning of of God's story that we've got access to, that he designed the world that we're in to be fruitful, teeming with life, full of life and purpose. So the response that I would love for us to come to today, if we can, is look at what God intends for the neck of the woods that we're on, And then ask ourselves whether the way that we live is in line with that or not. Because it's all well and good reading that stuff, but then if I don't live in a way that that helps make that happen, I'm not in line. And we already clarified at the start that many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. See, Even if we don't get it, we have a responsibility to do what is right and to live in a way that shows that we trust that because God made it, he meant it. And if God made this whole universe and still desires to be close to you and me in the midst of all of this beauty and all of this purpose and all of this this wonderful creation, that's good enough for me to think this means something. I I don't need anything else. God's creation is so amazing that I'm, I'm going I'm to live in a way that is in line with what he intends for the place that he's put us in. Because all of this shows God's glory, and I want in. I want to be a part of that. We join in with the rest of creation as we worship God in the way that we live our lives. We join in with the beauty of this universe when we say, you know what, God, I'm going to pick your way instead of mine. I'm going to live in a way that that picks you over me because I know that you're so much greater than me. I want to live in line with with your purpose. It's it's almost like a really simple more of God, less of me kind kind of thing. More of him, less of me. And we can kind of see if, if we're doing that, if we look at the way that we currently treat the world and the resources that we've got and the people around us, and then if, if we put that on one side of, of, a, of, a pay, of maybe a coin or a piece of paper or something, and then we put Proverbs 19.21 on the other side, 
is the way that I live saying this stuff? Oh, can we go back to the verse? Thank you. And many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Is that how I'm living? Is that how I treat what God has blessed us with? Or am I doing my thing? Am I using this for my benefit? See, some, some of us will struggle with this because we do often treat the resources that we've got for our benefit. You know, we're in charge, it's all about us, but if we're going to live a life seeking God's purpose, even though we can't fully understand it, we have to live in a way that leaves behind the, the stuff that we want to make us better, to make us more important. That has to go. We can't be the most important person in the room when God's in the room. And newsflash is in every room, right? I genuinely believe that the way that we treat what God has given us matters. It really matters. And I don't think God designed beautiful landscapes for us to tear them down. I don't think that God created so many different species of, of creatures and animals for them to go extinct. Now, you might not have a JCB and you might not be going around digging your, your own um, you know, local forest up or anything. Like, I, I hope you don't anyway. Um, but we do have a choice. We've got a choice to do the right thing, to live in a way that either damages what God has given us or to make a stand and do something differently. Because the purpose of God's creation, whatever that is, it doesn't start and end with us. It's not about us. We get to enjoy it. We get to join in with creation and worship God as, as we live this life, hopefully unto him. But it doesn't end with us. We, it's not all about us. We get to enjoy it, but it's about God. And maybe, just maybe, God's way is greater than my own. See, we only see what's in front of us. We only see five years ahead. We only see what's on our plans, what's in our calendar, what's on our agenda. But God sees the big picture. See, we need to see what God has given us as less for our consumption and more about being a good steward of what he's, what he's given us. More about, about looking after and being, being really, really kind to the things that God has given us. That's each other. That's the planet. That's, that's the way that, that we recycle. That's, that goes to everything. Does what, is what I do as a person, is the way that I live in line with making the purpose of God stand above my own way? Or is it about me? Am I consuming things that aren't good for me? Am I consuming things that aren't good for the people around me, but I do it anyway because it's about me? Or do I make a choice to do something different, to live differently? Because I can hazard a guess. I might be been a bit bold here. But I can, I can hazard a guess that the way that most people treat God's creation doesn't honor him. You know, destruction doesn't honor God. We're in this amazing universe on this amazing planet. So, so incredible that even though we can't understand it fully because it's way, way bigger than us, we need to act in a way that is in line with God's purpose instead of our plans. Creation worships God and we're a part of that. So we can make a choice today. To live like everybody else or to live differently. We can join in with the rest of creation or we can continue just going down the road that's all about me.
I'm going to just invite the band back up just as I bring this to a close. But we're going to go back to Proverbs 19, verse 21 again. Shock. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. I'd love it if, if each of us in, a, in the week coming up and, and in the next weeks after that as we go through this series could spend time really going through this verse Because as we do that, I think it it prompts a response in us. It it shows us that actually we need to live different. We need to make a stand to seek God's agenda instead of our own. To live differently um, when everybody else is me-focused. What can I get? How can I be promoted here? How can I be the most important person in the room? How can I be the one that everybody wants to be? But maybe after everything that we've heard today, we realize that God's way is greater than my own. What a wonderful thing to realize. It takes the pressure off us, right? We worship God. We live a life for him. But he's the one that establishes his plans. All I see is what is in front of me. But God, he is so much bigger. He created the world that we're in. And maybe we need to respond to that today, saying more of him less of me we've got a responsibility for our neck of the woods we really do we, we have a choice to make are we going to make a stand and say God because of how good you are I want to join in with everything that you've made and I want to make this about you I want to make the way I live to be about you I want to I treat the, the world the way that you intended I want to be a part of of making something that that worships you, God, rather than me. So, we're going to pray in a second. And we're going to look at at the world that we're in. And we're going to make a choice today to live differently. Because God who made it, meant it. And that's enough for me to do something about it. That's enough for you to do something about it. If God has made the world that we're in, that's enough for us to do something about it and live in a way that honors him, that worships him, that we can get rid of this view that it's all about me. And it's all about God instead. The reason that we're here, the reason that we sing in church, the reason that we pray, the reason that we live a life as we do is because of God. It's all because of God. The church of Sam would be a horrible place. It really would. It'd be so disorganized. So we're going to pray. If you're able, I'd just love you to stand. Um, because I think it's important. We're talking about making a stand, so we're going to stand as we pray. We are going to be people who commit to doing things in line with God's purpose. If you're anything like me, you'll be so frustrated with trying to make your own plans work. So we're just going to give this time just to saying, God, I'm going to let you establish your plans. I'm going to let go of all the things that I'm holding on to because what you've got is greater than what I've got. What you've got is greater than anything that I could ever make. And, and I could get to the highest point here and realize that that's nothing. You, you don't even scratch the surface to, to reaching God's heights, reaching God's glory. And that's exactly how it should be. So let's pray together. 
God, I thank you that you're with us right now. I thank you that you are always speaking to us. And I pray for every person in this room, including myself, that you would give us the confidence, the courage, and the boldness to live differently in a world that makes it all about them, to make to, you know, a world that makes it all about us. I pray that you would give us the confidence to let go of the things that we are chasing after so that we can hold on to the things that you've got for us. Because God, you are so much greater. You are so much more important than we are. So God, we give this, not only this time to you, but we give our lives to you. God, we want your way instead of ours. We want your purpose instead of our plans because your purpose is the one that will stand rather than my own. And there's no way that we would rather have it. God, help us walk with you. Help us live a life in search of you. Help us let go of the things that are holding us back. Help us worship you. Help us join in with the rest of your beautiful creation so that we can be people who who live in a life of worship. Help us join in with the rest of creation as we bring glory to you so that people will see us and that they will know that there's something different about us, that they would see people living their life for you. And that they would want to take part in that. Holy Spirit, come. Empower us right now. Help us walk in your power. Help us walk in your presence. Help us walk in the confidence and the boldness that you give us. Help us make a stand in the world that we are in. Help us be people who dare to live differently. We want to live for you, Lord. We want to live for you. So I pray that as we continue to worship and as we continue to to go through the rest of our day, I pray that you would speak to us about who we need to be, what we need to do, where we need to go, and help us realize that this is all about you. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk. Or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.